Hello, how are you? Ew, that's creepy. Only creepy because we're staring into each other's eyes like ten inches away from each other's face. I didn't brush my teeth. How does my breath smell? <sighs> it smells like coffee and morning breath. Ew. Yeah, it probably does. Oh well. So, welcome everybody. I hope you're having a good week. <laughs> Uh, we have a special show for you today. It's one where I talk the entire time and Carl doesn't say a word. <laughs> He's just silently nodding in agreement <laughs> at me from uh, in front of my face. So this week we've switched some things up. We've had busy schedules and working ourselves crazy. So instead of continuing where we left off in Ireland and finishing the last half, We've decided to go along with this questionnaire sort of list that we've made for each other a while back. We wanted you to get to know us a little bit better because we feel like we've been just telling you stories about our travels, which gives you a little bit of an idea of who we are, but we wanted you to get to know us a little bit better with some like background questions and maybe how we got into traveling. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's, uh -huh. that's what we're doing today. Just a deeper sense of who we are as a person. and Yeah, who, who we are as a couple or a couple of beans. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know. Hi guys, welcome to the Beans Talk Podcast, where we talk about everything travel. Sharing first-hand travel advice and getting to the bottom of real-life experiences in the hopes to inspire you to get out there yourself. So I'll just jump right in and uh, ask question number one. Should ask we just away. go back and forth? Or yeah, it? sure. All right. Yeah, go with your first. So, um, yeah, question one. What is the biggest factor, impact, or inspiration that's gotten you into traveling? Ooh, that's a good question. Hmm. I think probably um, we're going to go way back into my childhood because I feel like the thing that factored into uh, piquing my interest in travel was a couple of uh, trips that my parents took me on uh, when we were younger. And one was uh, they took us down to Mexico. And so uh, we went to Sonora Bay, which was pretty cool. It was kind of like an all-inclusive club med resort so I would feel or I would say that that feel kind of wasn't necessarily travel-y even more touristy travel -y. Oh, yeah definitely more like catered to oh do you want a pina colada oh yes and you're like laying on the beach and soaking up sun which I'm not complaining about and I thought it was amazing but I remember that there was one day oh hello Sophie there was one day trip that we took to um one of the like villages there in the markets that was outside of the Club Med resort and I remember going into each little different stall and looking at the you know unique bits of art and the like wood carvings and just it, it took me out of the feel of seclusion and brought me into what I felt like was more of the culture 
And to me, that was very eye-opening that I am, you know, there actually that there's just another world out there, that there is so much more to this world than what we're shown or taught in schools or on television or anything like that. And so I think that piqued my interest. And when I did get back into, um, you know, when we traveled back home and I was at school, I would always, you know, peek into the uh, National Geographic magazines in the library anytime I could. Anything that was on TV that had to do with travel, I was all about it. I would sit there and watch like hours of the Travel Channel and just nerd out and just fantasize about traveling to all these different countries and seeing different cultures that were just fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. So I think that, yeah, it stemmed from a pretty young age um, that I just so really, How old were you? I want to say I was probably in like, so when we went down to Mexico, it was, I think I was in fourth or fifth grade. So I would have been like 10, I think. Um, And then we did a little bit of traveling through the States, like camping, and that was something that, you know, it connected me to nature and had a big impact on, you know, I think who I am as a person now because the outdoors are my church. So I think that uh, that had a big impact and just getting around and seeing other places. The adventure of it was very appealing and just exciting, and I felt, you know, more alive, I think, than... I did just, you know, going to school or at home or, you know, playing video games. I just, yeah, felt the connection with it pretty young. So that was something that impacted me big time. Cool. Yeah. That was a good question. I think I didn't even look at what my answer was. (laughs) I just kind of riffed it. Um, All right. So your question, your first question. I would like you to introduce yourself. With your name, your age, where you were born, and where you grew up, and then uh, something a little bit about where you currently reside. That's uh, <laughs> a fistful. I know, but you know. Well, as most of you know, my name is Carl. I am 35, on the cusp of 36, um, but it's just a number. Yeah, it doesn't true. matter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was born in San Jose, California. Uh, I would not so much call it my hometown, because I don't associate that with, you know, my home. Mm -hmm. I left when I was six, and we moved to Northern California, where it was Redding. And I spent a lot of time in and around and about that whole area, whether it was around, like, Humboldt, or the, yeah, basically just whole Reading area. That would be more so, yeah, my uh, stomping grounds. Where you were raised. Yeah, where I would consider. I don't know, though. Uh, where I reside now is in the Boise area in Idaho. And it's definitely grown on me. And it has, um, over time, become more of a, a home, homey feel to it. Mm-hmm. With uh, the people I've met and friends made. And so it's uh, kind of like a home away from home, in a sense. I don't know. Yeah, totally. It's, yeah. Question number two. Number two. <laughs> Tell me about your worst or most nightmarish 
but not necessarily regrettable uh, travel experience. So it could be bad, uh, yeah. but it doesn't necessarily have to be <laughs> like, oh, I wish that didn't happen. Because a lot of the times, if you go through something hard or shitty or hellish, uh, mm -hmm. you'd grow a lot from it. Totally. So um, either way, which... Uh, which one would yeah. you want to share? So one of my most nightmarish, kind of. Yeah, just okay. uh, one of the worst. Yeah. Worst. Uh, I've got a handful events. of them. <laughs> I know you do. So I just read my answer, and one was the night in Bordeaux that we had talked about, which was a little creepy, but I do not feel that like that was super nightmarish. I guess it was just stressful. But I did learn a lot from it, and going with your gut was a major thing for me, um, having learned that, or going through that experience, what I learned. Uh, there's also one about a monkey um, that had pickpocketed, not pickpocketed, but like assaulted. Not really assaulted. No. What am I looking for? What's the word? Mugged? Attempted we got mugged? robbery. <laughs> so an attempted robbery by a monkey in Thailand. Um, there was also a, uh... I feel like that's going to come up later. It will. Yeah. Well, all of these are going to come up later. Yeah, that's, that's why I'm true. like, I I kind of read my uh, answers. And so there was that one. I got assaulted by a woman in Sydney, Australia. Accosted. Accosted. Um, spit at several times. Uh, I got pickpocketed in Cambodia, which wasn't fun. You got, I got drugged in Germany. I got roof, roofied in Cologne, which was not a pleasant experience, waking up in a hospital bed. And then I, I nearly escaped um, what could have been a very, um, probably not so good of a situation uh, during uh, Oktoberfest in Germany, when I was kind of like coming to from a blackout. And then, um, oh, I've, I've seen a couple people um, or just accidentally come upon two dudes masturbating at two different experiences, which was not pleasant to the eye at all and slightly unnerving. But, yeah, I would say that probably out of those handful of not-so-fun experiences, uh, I would say that the one that was the worst would probably have been the um, getting roofied in Cologne, mm. Germany. That was not so fun. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I I did not enjoy that. I had probably the worst hangover in my life, um, if you could call it that, I don't know, or just um, recuperating, or recuperating yeah. from Body being drugged. Yeah, so that was not so fun. We were staying in an Airbnb, and these guys who owned it were nice enough to take us out that night, and... You know, I was just in the moment and having fun, and they took us to a pub that had a, a little foosball table, and I think that I had set my drink down and just not thought about it. And um, then apparently the rest of it I do not recollect, but was told kind of what happened, and I ended up kind of just ca causing a scene out front, and mm -hmm. what I had to be taken away uh, through or with a... Ambulance. Um, ambulance, actually. They kind of strapped me to a gurney and took me away. And so I had to kind of find my way after having come to in a... Uh, it was more of like a hospital chair. It was not fun. It, it, it felt like straight out of a scene of, uh, like, the hostel, you know? Like mm. the bad, 
bad room because it was very cold and like fluorescent lights and yeah. sterile but like felt grimy dirty because I'm sure I vomited a couple times and had to kind of clean myself up the guy was not nice to me because he was just like you fucking drunk get out of here you know and Another I was drunk like tourist. right and so I was just like no I swear and um then with what little battery I had left on my iPod I had to google map my way back to the Airbnb which I think I just basically jumped on a couple trains, didn't pay because I had no cash, and just, like, hoped for the best and finally made it home and then spent the next, like, two days in recovery of just, like, not... Just bedridden. Yeah, I could not do anything. But, yeah, that was my most uh, horrifying experience, I think. Well done. Yeah, well done. Well, well done me, alcohol. My constant battle that I'm winning at the moment. All right, so question numero dos for you. What are your interests or what brings you the most joy or pleasure in your life at this moment in time? It's basically three big ones. The obvious one would be travel, which is why we're talking about it and have a <laughs> podcast and have plans of doing it and I've what? had a history of doing it. You mean you like to travel places? That's crazy. Yeah. The second one would be art mm -hmm. um, in many different forms, whether it's paints or aerosol or graffiti, uh, pencil, photography, tattoos, um, just many forms, uh, whatever is basically aesthetically pleasing. And I remember, you know, us doing a lot of museums where exhibits and yeah, I'm just into all sorts of different forms of art. I just want to stop you there and mention that if you hear a big, loud sound in the background, it's because there's some per perpetu perpetual, perpetual, is that a word? Yes, it is. perpetual. Yeah. Whether there's... it's appropriate in the sentence, <laughs> I don't know. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, there's a perpetual garbage truck, right, that's circling the block. Or no, there's a garbage truck that's yeah, perpetually circling the <laughs> Shut up. Um, but yeah, so there's a loud garbage trucky sound that's going to be in the background if you hear it. Sorry. Keep going, though. Art. Art and colorful. Art, yeah. And color Travel, stuff. art. And then the third one would be music. Um, I've always just found it as like a stress reliever. If I've had a bad day, I usually get home and just relax with some tunes and it definitely calms me and zens me out in which I am into all different genres it's not like you know I've met people that just like one or two but I like everything um, what are some of your favorites favorites would be ween definitely number one I think yeah. because they play all sorts of different music and they're just weird and quirky and they're just my style they're just goofballs and but they're really talented and super talented and they're just a lot of fun. We're slightly obsessed with Ween. Yep. That would be maybe the one tattoo of a band that I would get. And same with you? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say so. <laughs> Where or what, I don't know. but Yeah. One day. But yeah, another one I'd want to add just be would just be getting outside and connecting with nature. That's just where I come alive and where I find peace within myself. You know, just getting out in like a forest 
doing like an all-day hike along a river uh, with fresh air and exercise, it's definitely uh, my favorite. Nice. I could do that for a long time. I think that's one that we share. For sure, which is... Yeah. Very a, important. A good relationship factor. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I don't know what we would do if one of us didn't like yeah. doing that. That's awesome. Good answers. Yeah. So, if you could hop on a plane right now, where would you go and why? Whether you've been there previously or not. So if I could hop on a plane right now and go anywhere in the world, I would choose India, Nepal, and Sri Lanka. And I would hit them all in one go. Yeah. And I would be on a motorcycle. Motorbiking? Yes. I would motorbike from probably Nepal down to uh, the so tip of India. Nepal. Yeah. And then I'd hit Sri Lanka on the way back. I might probably, well, I don't know. I don't know how big Sri Lanka is, but... I think it's pretty small, but is. I mean, would you take your bike there? Because you definitely have to, like, fly or take a ferry. Yeah, I'd probably take a ferry over. Yeah, and yeah. bring the bike? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I would, I would do. India's biker-friendly. Oh, yeah. India's been calling my name for a little while now, yeah. and that's one of the places Same. that we weren't able to go to on the last trip we took. So um, just... From what I've heard and the experience of it all is just like taking traveling to a whole new level. And that's just from whatever it is, it's just calling my name. So I want to get out to India. Yeah, big on my list too. Cool. But that's, yeah, that's, that's where I'd go. Yeah. All right. So when did you first catch the travel bug? I guess this is kind of like your first question you asked me. Uh, kind of. You know, I think I've always had it. It's just been dormant. Mm. You know, I've heard stories from my parents or seen photos or heard stories about their parents, specifically my mom's dad. And uh, it's always just been fascinating. And, you know, both of them hearing stories from their parents, it's almost like this... Uh, it's been like an ancestral thing. Oh, totally. That's been just passed down. It's in your blood. It is, yeah. And I just feel like, you know, with them growing up hearing stories about it, and they've done quite a bit of traveling, it's just been passed on to me that I've just had this interest too, and I've also found it fascinating. Where um, do your parents come from? So my mom, born and raised in Sydney. Is that Australia? It is. Oh, yeah. it's not like you Sydney, Oklahoma. Is there a city? I have no idea. There's usually, you know, rip-off places like over here in the States. Paris, Texas, and yeah. all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. So Just Sydney, clarifying. Australia. <laughs> um, and then my dad was born in uh, western Germany, uh, just a small village outside of Cologne a bit, or Dortmund. So um, you're first-generation American? First-generation American, Yeah. Um, so I think that also has a lot to do with it. You know, I hear stories about, you know, other family abroad and lifestyles abroad and, mm -hmm. um, them traveling from, with their families from other countries and yeah. continents. And how old were you when you first went to Australia? I was two. Okay. So I don't remember Yeah. that but... one, but the first memorable experience, I was in sixth grade. Sixth Okay. Yeah, so, you so I been think like it was 12 like 12. And so, yeah, it's uh, kind of been part of my life as long as I could remember whether I was actively, whether we were actively doing it as a family or uh, whether, you know, just hearing stories or looking at photos, going over 
old video footage. Yeah, it's just ingrained in my DNA. But it really was awakened and, uh, I guess... Brought to light. Brought to light was in 2012 when we took our trip to Australia and New Zealand. We did three weeks in Australia, and then we did a week in New Zealand in one go. Mm -hmm. And that's really what... I think just because as a kid, it's just like, oh, this is what we're doing as a family. Mm-hmm. But when you do a trip on yourself or on yourself, for yourself, you know, it's like you plan it out. You save for it. You plan it out. You know, it's like it's all in your hands. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're doing what you want, going where you want to go, seeing what you want to see. And that was our first big trip versus, you know, we've done a lot of road trips all over the uh, the western u.s but that one really uh really awakened the travel bug and brought it to life yeah that's awesome and you yes my turn <laughs> um so what aspect of travel is your favorite or most enjoyable whether it's about the history the food the sightseeing uh what specifically is the most enjoyable um for me i feel like it is almost, it's like, it's all of the above, kind of. It's the total immersion into a culture that is unfamiliar. And it's the the kind of the adventure aspect or the exploration. You feel like you're doing something new. You're seeing something different. You're like constantly in this state of almost like childlike wonderment. So mm-hmm. you're you're constantly learning. It almost feels like you're soaking it up through all the senses. Yeah, it's like your brain is a sponge for all these different experiences and you're, you know, just adapting to every situation that you're thrown into. And it's it's new, it's exciting, it's um just completely different, you know. It's it tests you to your core of what you're capable of accepting or what you're how you can adapt it's it's like a test to me it's a true test of what you're able to take from any such any given situation yeah so it's like that but then it's also just the experiencing new places so it's just learning about just, the yeah. new cultures. Yeah, it's just total, like, experiential. That's what I take from traveling, is that I might not know your history completely. I might not thoroughly understand what you're telling me because you're speaking in a different language. Mm-hmm. But if I'm thrown into a new situation and a new culture, I feed on that sort of just learning what's going on and what's um, around me and how you can adapt to it. Yeah. Because it's like a testament to uh, just how flexible us as humans can be because a lot of a lot of what our society right now tells us is that we have to be in these little boxes and we have to do this certain thing or we have to be this certain way. And for me, traveling is the ultimate, like, fuck you (laughs) to that because it's like, I don't have to be shit. Yeah, Yeah, it's the complete opposite. And you just go out there. Like the ultimate freedom. Totally. It's it's your walking, you know, you know, 40 day pilgrimage or you're hucked into a crazy world market in Asia or, you know, your great 
uh, great white shark cage diving. You know, it's just like there are all these situations where it's like, I may have never had this chance if I were to have adopted that mindset of, nope, what I have to do after high school is go to college and I have to get my degree in something and then find my career and then get married and have children and buy a house. And so it's like, I can't... It's like your whole life set up before you and this is where you're supposed to do and then you die. And And then it's like, what did I do? I, you know, and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that because people, people can be completely happy in that way, but... It's like, I don't want somebody else telling me what I can do with my life and traveling to me. Especially when it's all laid out for you. Exactly. It's like your entire life, this is what you're doing. Yeah. And you're like, okay. Well, no. Yeah. I, I think I rejected that early on and I was like, I do not feel like that's right for me. I can't do this. And it's it would make me miserable if I just followed that uh, blueprint. And so for me, traveling is it's freedom. It's getting out there and doing what I want to do and experiencing what I want to experience and seeing this gorgeous planet and all its culture and beauty and the people and connecting and all that. So traveling just, um, yeah, it's my happy place. (laughs) So basically just immersing yourself into different cultures is the best part. Yeah. It's just the full immersion into another culture and the adapting to situations mm-hmm. i'd have to say the same cool i mean if doing the food part is huge because i mean you got to eat multiple of times course. a day anyway and, and there's such it's always good fun meals. to experience oh. that and yeah love man, it it's such good food in certain <sighs> different places I'm if you're going to like or... the mecca oh. of like italy or southeast asia oh or, my god thailand um, thai food Indian food. Or Vietnamese food. Yes. Um, but yeah, like I'm a big history buff too, so a lot oh, of that super uh, interesting. stems deep within myself too. But. Well, yeah, because a culture is its history right. in a sense. So when you get to a place, you're like, why? But there's this infinite learning about it. Oh, there is. It's like, you, I mean, you can't comprehend, I mean, unless you're a fucking major history buff and you want to be like, that's all I want to find out about this place. And but there's so many places, too. Oh, that's completely. what I mean. It's just, yeah. You're never going to learn it all. No. And so that's where it's like, it is nice to have that history because when you get to a place, like, for instance, Cambodia, and it's, like, fucking heavy. Right. And you can just feel the weight of well, this. Yeah, knowing, like, roughly what had happened right? versus just going in blind. and Of course. And, and then when you go into, you know, certain places and you find out more about that history, then it, like, ties it. It brings it all full circle. Like and you, you're like, wow, okay. I yeah, know, all the pieces I now understand together. why this place is the way it is mm-hmm. right now or why it feels this way. Right. So, yeah, it's it's – I love all of it, really. Like, I, like what I said at the beginning, it was just, like, all of the above of what you said. Right. Like, history, food. Uh, the experience, the immersion, the, you know, sight, sounds, feels, all that. It's just everything. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't really fully pick one in particular. It's all of it. I love travel. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> it's just getting me more and more excited. Um, okay, so, hey, this question is kind of like the one I just asked you. I don't know why. Is it? Yeah. What um, is it? But I'll ask you, because I'm sure it might bring out some different stuff. So when did you first realize that you wanted to travel the world and that it was entirely possible? I guess it's a little different. Yeah, um, it's kind of the same answer, too. Um, mm. Yeah, it's definitely the 2012 Australia-New Zealand trip. 
And I think once we had done that, um, because I'd always wanted to travel too. I'd always wanted to see the world. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know if or how or if that was even possible or if I was ever going to do that. Um, It's just been like a dream. And there's just been so many places that I've wanted to see. And I didn't know how that was possible. So I think after that 2012 trip to, yeah, Australia and New Zealand, or Oz and NZ, uh, (laughs) that was like, okay, I really want to do this, but on a bigger scale. Yeah. And it just like fueled or fired up this demon of like, Okay, what? No, let's let's seriously do this. Are you down? Because this mm-hmm. is what I want to do. Yeah. It's like, like you had this tiny little cockroach or something that was underneath your skin. And it was like, oh, yeah, travel. That sounds good. And then you know how, like, those in movies, it, like, morphs into a fucking gigantic, like, man-eating creature bug. And that's, like, kind of what I felt like our travel bug became after that New Zealand and Australia. <laughs> that's such a... <laughs> It's okay. true though. It's okay. like I see it more like, as like a fire in my belly that all of a sudden all this coal, which oh, was like yeah. ideas fueled in, nice. just like you know, light the fucking fires, and all of a sudden <laughs> I'm just like, it's like the bowels of the Titanic. Ta- the Titanic. The Titanic. It's the like bowels of the Titanic where they're just shoveling. Yeah, exactly. And they're just like full steam ahead. And it's just being fueled with ideas and yeah. thoughts and plans. And I'm just like, fuck yeah, let's do yeah, this. Yeah, totally. So I just wanted to basically, because when we went to Australia, because I have a lot of family still there, most of, I'd have to say like 95% of my family is still there. Yeah. And so we spent a lot of time just visiting and staying with family, which, you know, is awesome. It's super fun. It's great. But once we got to New Zealand and we were just like 100% on our own and we rented a camper van and just drove around the entire South Island and I was like, shit, that was sick. We should do that. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily with the camper van, but just travel. It was like the freedom of it. The fact that we had a a vehicle that let us roam freely. Uh, Free to go. It was just just like, like, go anywhere you want. Yeah, just make sure you turn the car in and then get your flight out. But we were like, yeah, let's go. Where do we go? (laughs) Like, oh. So I think that it was short lived too, but I mean, it was only eight days, but it was like, yeah, okay. But we crammed them full of, it was so much skydive, fjordlands, disc golf, Queenstown. We did glaciers, drunken night at the Buffalo club. (laughs) I mean, it was full on. It was awesome. So yeah, I think the whole trip in general was just like a big eye opener of like, well, that only costs it. Plus, we did it on a budget. You know, we're not staying in hotels. No. We're not, you know, on some fucking cruise ship spending, no. you know, five grand in ten days or whatever. It's Mm-mm. like we rented this thing on a Camper budget. Man. yeah. And, and put our like, sleeping bags in the back. And yeah, and I mean, there's cheap get. ways of doing things, and we know it's possible. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be tough. And, you know, it's a lot tougher versus like, oh, let's just pay for a hotel room. And we'll just, you know, it's like, well, let's really sniff out the deals and how to do things on a budget. And that just sounded more appealing to me anyway. Mm-hmm. So. But when it came to the skydiving, we were like, yeah, I'll fork over another couple hundred to like go 4,000 more feet. 
Where, yeah. like, I have to say, when we did a part of Europe, it was like we really ate. Like, the food that was donated or, like, the food that was about to go bad at the grocery, so it's discounted. It was, If you did that for, like, six days out of the week and then one day out of that week, you could go out and do, like, a fucking sweet dinner. Like, so worth it. Mm -hmm. Like, ramen noodles for now. Yeah, because, I mean, you can't go to, like, Italy and not go to, like, that pizza place or, like, that pasta pasta place. Yeah. Um, You know, Southeast Asia is a bit different. You're definitely... You're spending like a dollar, rather, well, a dollar on a meal. Yeah, it's it. yeah, it's cheap there anyway. I mean, mm-hmm. there's certain things, you know, like there was a f- couple sushi places we went to in Bangkok where it was like, you know, U.S. prices, but like you gotta <laughs> spoil yourself every now and then. Or you're just totally. it's just about balance. I feel like we totally went off topic. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we'll get back to yeah. So basically, that trip was yeah. just a big eye opener and really made me want to plan out uh, just a big world trip versus, you know, once a year spending two to four weeks uh, going to one place. Mm-hmm. I would have rather, which is what we did, was save for like five years mm-hmm. and just put everything into a fund and just save hardcore and then just fly to one place and then slowly bounce around and uh, versus, you know, flight, 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 mm-hmm. just do one flight to somewhere. Yeah. And then just make our way as cheap as possible and see as much as we can see. So Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think what uh, did it for me was once we got back from that trip and started putting that money away to see how it just it kept growing. I didn't know if it was possible. I yeah. was like, okay, whatever, yeah, that would be cool, a world trip, and sure. And then when I started seeing it start to accumulate, and I was like, oh. Holy shit, I think this is going to happen. Like, let's start we getting serious really about this. this. Yeah. The more we research, the more it seemed like a possibility. You know, it's like, fuck the suitcase, mm-hmm. pack a bag. Yeah. No hotels. We're yeah. doing hostels or Airbnbs yeah. or couch surfing yeah. or like, whatever. Yeah. And it just became more and more of like a possible reality that we could do. And, and we then, did it. So. Yeah, once we set a date and we're like okay all right and then i think once we bought the tickets i was like oh shit this is happening yeah so that was cool anyways go ahead okay so where am i we're on question five uh what okay so the most challenging travel moment uh where were you and what happened (laughs) i'm just going through the catalog hold on you have the rolodex of memories yeah I would say it would have to be... Just the hardest travel moment. Mm. It's hard to take it down to one moment in particular. I think that I'll just put it out there as far as it being the most challenging overall, I think, was us. Mm. Even, it was hard. It was so hard. Like, I really... The ultimate test. I, yeah, it was completely the ultimate test of us as a couple, and I think that, um, yeah, it it forced us to really look at the way that we were. And so, I mean, we weren't the perfect couple. We had our issues going into this trip. Yeah, we had a bit of a bumpy path. 
<laughs> a bit of a bumpy we road. We do have a bit of a bumpy road. We do, yeah. But I think that uh, when you travel with somebody, it just magnifies that bumpy past. And if you haven't dealt with those issues, it just like brings them all to the surface and forces for, you yeah. to, to deal with it. Totally. So it's like whatever we were hiding or tucking away here or there and not really dealing with, it, it come out. Oh, it came out. It come out. It come out good. <laughs> it was fucking crazy. So, yeah, it, I think that just dealing with us as a couple and how we behaved with one another and, and our patience and our um, communication and working together. And I think that dealing with those past issues, were it was huge because I know that both of us weren't dealing with them and then it would just come out in anger towards one another so we got into a lot of fights yeah. a lot and there was you know once we had been traveling a year and we got down to south africa and i think we had had one of those blowout fights where we were just like yo something's gotta stop like this I, something's gotta be yeah. be dealt with because this is not healthy and we're going down a road that we, you know, might not be able to bounce back from. And so I think that once we decided to take a little bit of a breather from each other and we took a month that we spent apart. 36 long days. Yeah. It was kind of that um, ultimate test, I feel mm -hmm. like. And it just forced you to look at uh, how much, you know, we meant to each other, but then also that we are individuals. We can accomplish what we need to on our own, but it also kind of just shine the light on what you really cherished about the other person, or at least it did for me. <laughs> and kind of forced me to look at how I was behaving big time. Yeah. And um, also how you were behaving. And, you know, did I want to put myself through it more, or is there going to be a change, or, you know what's going to come from this. And so it was definitely an eye opener of, okay, you know, can we do this? And we did. <laughs> so the most Yay. challenging part was just the whole trip. It was, I mean, it was the whole trip, but just I would the say relationship the relationship part, part of it, because I can, I feel like I can adapt pretty well with traveling mm -hmm. and I felt like I was okay with that. But because there was, um, you know, the struggles with us I was you know having even even a harder go at it because yeah, I was hard, like man. I I don't know if I can put up with this shit anymore you know same so yeah yeah it's it's a test but yeah that was I think truly the most difficult and honestly it's anybody who travels with anybody for yeah. that long you're you gonna be, be your best friend in the world oh and you've been mm -hmm. like with each other for 30 years but it's like oh if you go travel 24 7 with one another there's going to be some, long. yeah, for that long, you're going to... Just gonna, a matter of time. Exactly. So, and they, like we said before, I think, um, on a past uh, podcast, it's, we did not come across many other people who did the same thing. But when we did, it's like, they oh totally God. knew what we were talking about. It was about. like a connection And so they were deep. like, I feel like I've been wanting to talk to someone else about <laughs> right? the struggles and the yeah. hardships and the fights. Yeah, and they're like, oh my God. No one else even knows. Yeah, and, let's talk, know, let's talk about and, like, it. And like, they just needed to... It's almost like connect with you on that level oh for God. like yeah. justification and mm -hmm. acknowledgement for we're like yes it is one. you understand yeah. right and we're not we're the like, only ones yes, going through it's fucking it tough and, yeah it was it was crazy yeah but yeah I would say that that was probably the most challenging part about it even though it was like 
the it was the number one thing that needed to happen. We needed it. We yeah. needed it so bad. But yeah, it was good. Nice. Um, let's see. So, what did you <laughs> This is funny. So, I said, if you haven't asked this question already, and this is when I didn't know what your questions were, mm. um, what did you do a year and a half ago with yours truly that ended in November? And give us just a brief overview. But I think we've already talked about it so much. It's kind of like, yeah, you kind of know what have we did. We, I don't have know. we brought this on the podcast, though, about like a general like cliff note overview of I what don't, happened? I don't think we did. So if you want to do right. do our whole, like, in a nutshell, when people ask us, oh, what, what were your travels? Done? What have you done? Where have you gone? What Before have you, you seen? Before you get, like, a sentence or two deep and then they talk about themselves or, like, <laughs> ask you a different question. Their eye like, goes oh. cross-eyed to one, and you're like, what? Okay, are you listening to me? Okay, well, anyways. <laughs> uh, so, basically, which has happened a lot, it's, more so I than mean, not, it, which is why I say that. It makes sense, yes. I mean... In a, in a way, it's really a hard thing to talk about to people because I think that, and I don't want to just be like tooting my own horn, but yeah, totally. this, this is an experience I feel like not a lot of people get to do. And, and that people just generally uh, have a hard time understanding. It, you can't even like, I have a hard time ex- like describing this to myself and I was there. Totally. Like and I, it's hard to just put into words there, yeah. the depth of like life-changing events and... Situations, struggles. Yeah, that, that, uh, that happened. Craziness. It, to me, I still have moments that flash in front of my face of things that we did and it feels like a dream. I have to question yeah, it. I'm like, did that happen? Crazy. Yeah. And, uh, but you, I, I feel like you either get one reaction or another. And there are like these two different reactions that you can get from people when they hear about what you did. And either they get quiet and I feel like slightly envious and don't want to hear it. Or they get wide-eyed and they are fascinated and they're like, what did you do? That's amazing. But then they leave it at that because they're like, don't tell me everything. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, that, you know. They're so just it's like, like, oh, that's of, cool. And yeah. you're like, you have no idea, like, no. The, the level. No, you can't explain of, it. You know, growth and all that shit. No. You know, struggle and all that that yeah. you've gone through. Because yeah. you, can't, you can't just break that down into, no. like, a sense or two response. No. And so I think that when we have been asked that, we did kind of formulate this very brief, maybe two-minute answer. <laughs> Yeah, because I think initially we would start with like, oh, we've been, we've been, this is our plan, this is what we're doing, Mm -hmm. and we'd get, you know, we'd list off like, oh, we went to Paris, and then we went to blah, 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 and sometimes we we wouldn't even get through France, and they'd interrupt with, oh, I love that place, oh, I remember when I was, blah, 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 and you're just like, okay, well, did you (laughs) want to know about it? Did you want to hear about it? Then we started just... (laughs) You know, shortening it up by like, well, we went to France, we went to Spain, yeah. But and even then, it was like they'd mm-hmm. interrupt you before you even got, yeah, because you, you know, can't a few get countries too detailed, deep. Yeah. And so once, then we were just like, all right, so we were spending, yeah. We just went a month around the world, and then if they would ask more, you kind of like get a little deeper. A month around the world. Oh, is that what I said? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, given the time oh, during our yeah. travels, we might have been like a month in. Oh or yeah. Something. yeah. But the more and more that you uh, do and the more you've seen, it's like you really kind of have to make a cliff notes. Yeah. So you have to be like, all right, 
we were in Europe for five months. We were in Asia for five months. We were yeah. in, so it was like, so let's and give. And then, you know, given the person or whatever, they would respond to that with like, oh, well, where did you go in Asia? Or, mm-hmm. oh, what did, what did you think about blah, blah, blah? Or some yeah. people would say, well, where was your favorite country? Which mm-hmm. was a popular one. Yeah. But yeah, it was all just really, we just had to definitely shorten it up. and Totally. Cliff note to cliff note. Um, To basically put in a nutshell, we spent 18 and a half months backpacking around the world. Uh, We basically got a one-way ticket to Europe, flying into Paris. And we were around Europe for about five months or so until we flew into Bangkok and spent roughly four and a half crazy months in Southeast Asia, sweating our ass off, living cheap. Yeah. And we made our way down into Australia where we spent an amazing two months traveling around there. Um, And then from there we hopped over to Africa for about a month. And then we came full circle making our way back into Europe again for the remaining uh, about five months till we came back. And it was the most life-changing experience that will stay with me forever and I still think about every day to this day. Mm-hmm. No avoiding it. <laughs> yeah, just keeps so popping up into the every single day. The memory bank keeps every opening day. up slowly. So that was, uh, yeah, the general overview of what we did. Mm-hmm. So I have one that, since we're halfway through, um, that's not that deep of a question. Mm-hmm. But which country's flag is your favorite? Because I'm big on flags. I know you are too, as I am with like maps and stuff. And yeah. everyone's got a different flag. Some are cool, some are blah. Yeah. So which one's your favorite, whether you've been there or not? Okay. So out of the flags, I think the one that stands out as like the prettiest or the one that kind of draws my attention, the one that I like the most is Seychelles. Same. Seychelles. It's just pretty. and It's a small little island. Yeah, it's a, and we haven't been there, and but it's like, the flag makes me want to go. Yeah. It's, <laughs> like, it's just to like get the patch and put it on your bag right? just to say you've been there. Well, yeah, but it's... I mean, it looks beautiful, too. Oh, my God, yeah. It's, it's a really pretty flag. It's got just a burst of, like, it's like sun rays, and they're all different colors. Yeah, it looks like so. a sunrise or possibly sunset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With just rays that are like rainbow colors. Yeah. But I think the, the place that we have been, or the two places that we have been that uh, whose flag I like the most are uh, Ireland is one. I just like the color combo. Yeah. Green, white, orange. I like those colors. Yeah. Um, and then... Does it have any sort of like bias with you with having like roots there? Yes. <laughs> I think it does. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, my Irish roots are calling me back through the colors of that flag. Um, but no, I would say that. And then I think, um, South Africa was another flag. Yeah. That's just really Maybe cool. cool flag. I like it a lot. I like the colors. And yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty one. Cool. Yeah. So those are, that was a good question. Nice. Yeah. So for you, what were some of the biggest challenges that you faced while traveling and how did they help you grow as a person? That was similar to like... Yeah, it's kind of what, what we talked um, about. I guess I can cover being away from family. That was definitely uh, a big struggle. That was huge. You know, and we knew we were going to miss a lot of things, but some things are unexpected. You know, like we missed a couple of weddings, but then there's things you don't expect. Like uh, my last remaining grandparent, uh, my grandma 
had passed away. Um, that was unexpected. You know, I know you had a dog that had passed away. Yeah. And then there's the expected things that are, you know, hard, which is like birthdays or holidays. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you see posts and stuff about family together during totally. the holidays mm -hmm. and you're just away and it just, and you're kind of homesick anyway, cause it's been a while and mm -hmm. it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely a challenge and it's hard, but a lot of, uh, a lot of like help or what made it easier, I guess, was uh, being there with you. Because mm. even though you were doing like, or, you know, struggling with similar things, if not the same things, um, at least we were there as a team, as a relationship couple partner. Yeah. Um, so that made it easier for sure. Is that what you call me when people ask? My relationship partner? My relationship couple partner. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. My RCP. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, uh, and then, yeah, like you were saying, being with anyone 24-7 is just inevitably at some point going to present challenges and, and confrontation mm -hmm. that might not go so smoothly. Yeah. And, um, you know, just add in the elements of being tired from lack of sleep mm -hmm. or hungry or miserable, exhausted, being sick of just sweating uncontrollably for months on end. Being physically Every sick. single day. Yeah. You know, like in Southeast Asia, if you feel ill, like just sick. Mm -hmm. and um, Or you're just sick of it all. Like you definitely have days where you're just fucking sick of traveling mm -hmm. and... Just the lifestyle, because it's fucking hard. It is. You're constantly changing. There's, like, not one routine to hold on to. Yeah, it's like sometimes you just want a day of structure mm -hmm. and, you know, downtime. It's definitely challenging for yourself and the other person. Yeah. But as far as the physical aspect of it, uh, I would have to say the Camino. Mm -hmm. Most specifically, the Portuguese route. Uh, the first Camino we did... The French way, I didn't find as physically challenging. I mean, I was definitely put to the test. And, like, I had days where my feet were just, like we had mentioned, felt like they were going to explode. Mm. But, I mean, I really only had, like, one blister that whole way, and it yeah. wasn't that bad. And I'd seen other people's physical state, and I was like, how are you still going? Yeah, totally. And, um, but I guess this is going to be like a spoiler alert, I guess. Wow. But like on the Portuguese route. Spoiler alert. Why I found that one when we kind of full circled and came back to Portugal and we did that route. Uh, my knees had blown out on day one mm -hmm. and it had poured. I got soaked to the bone. I had Gore-Tex shoes. It didn't matter. And uh, my knees had just blown out and I could hardly walk. It had a similar thing on the second day. I felt a bit better after resting. There was a lot of road that day, too. It was a long day. It had poured all day. And I just broke down to the point of... I remember getting to the end of the line and just feeling like I was on the verge of dying. It was so mm. hard. Yeah. To where, like, I felt just depleted to my core. Like, within deep within myself. Like, I just had nothing left. You were going to quit. I was. I was like, and fuck it, I'm out. Yeah, and I was so excited the first day. It was like, you know, the morning, the day before. And I was so excited. I remember taking photos and I was just, you know, smiling from ear to ear and all about it. And finally we're back and doing this 
thing that we love and you know come two days later and I'm just like fucking out and done mm-hmm. with it because I was just so depleted and this is saying a lot for someone who refused to take any form of transportation the first Camino like you are stubborn and this I mean I'm saying it in the best way possible because I'm the exact same way but you are very stubborn when it comes to challenging yourself and doing something like that and how much we were looking forward to doing it. I, this is just a testament to how much, uh, how in pain you were, I think. Yeah. Because... I don't quit easily. You do I'm not I'm definitely quit. <laughs> like, I'll suffer through it. But yeah. this was like, I am throwing in the fucking towel. This was I huge. am so done. And this I, just, yeah. Mm-hmm. In two days, I got that... The level of pain to just take every mm-hmm. step because my knees had blown out was fucking insane. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, I'll, I'll leave what happened for when we get around to it on, uh, you know, Travel Tales with the podcast. Yeah, let's just say but, I wasn't having it, though. <laughs> yeah, you were still, you hadn't even started yet, and we're yeah. excited to start, I'm and like, I was like, uh-uh. fucking done. I'm like, no, you're not done. <laughs> But yeah, we can cover that once we get around mm-hmm. to it on the timeline. You'll have travel. to wait to see to find out. So, um, number seven, what country, generally speaking, would you say defines you as a person or resonates with your personality the most? Shit. Because every country has a different feel, has a different energy. Yeah. God, I would say out of the places that we have traveled... I think the ones that felt like I connected the most with, uh, no matter, you know, how long we spent there, that just really resonated with me and where I felt kind of truly at home. And I, it might be a bias thing, but, like, Ireland mm-hmm. was one of those places where the way of life... The Republic or Northern? I would say the Republic. The Republic. For sure, so. yeah. Northern was its own little... Because that's totally different there, entirely too. entirely different. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the Republic of Ireland, I would say, probably connected with me the most as far as the scenery, the feel, um, the weather, the people, just the, the all-around all attitude of Ireland. And, yeah, I just... There's something about it, and it could, like I'm saying, it might be a bias, and it could be those roots kind of calling me back or being like, oh, you know, this is where your people came from. But But I feel like that, too, myself personally, and I'm not from there. It's just something about that place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, I don't think they are. No. (laughs) We're... Pretty fucking German Your, through and through for Europeans generations. Pretty, pretty. <laughs> Europe, Europe's a pretty uh, big melting pot, though. So yeah. you never know. It's it's all very close uh, connected. So, but it's also different too. It is no completely. I'm yeah. just saying that it's very in, like geographically. Right. It's all very close right. together. Yeah. But yeah, I would say probably Ireland and Spain. Spain. Big time. There was, I mean, it probably is, was because we were walking through it, and we spent probably the most amount of time there out of any of the countries that we went to. Scotland. Yeah. Was fun. And that, again, it's. I think it's my roots. I just, right. I love that weather. I mean, the overcasty, Man. the put on a jacket and be comfortable. Uh, and they just have, a, like, a wardrobe uh, over there that's so unique to there, but it looks 
fucking comfy and cozy. And it looks cool. The tweed. Yeah. Yeah. All that tweed and the colors and stuff they use, <laughs> oh, which is like, it's so it earthy. just complements yeah. the area too. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, and yeah, just, I get it, man. Yeah, the way, of, the way of life is just, it seems very... Our style. Yeah. Your style, my style. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it there. So, yeah, those would be my places. Cool. I think. Um, let's see. I'm going to ask the, what people do ask or tend to ask, uh, very frequently, but top five and why. Top five places? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. Or countries, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, what did you, what were you saying in the first place? That's what I thought you meant. You said places. I was just spe- oh. specifying countries. Oh, versus like a city or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess just generally, um, Spain is definitely on there. I think just the lifestyle, the weather and environment, and, you know, a big factor is just the Caminos. Mm-hmm. Another one is Ireland for a lot of the same reasons you just said, like the people, the landscape, the culture and history, and, yeah, the chill factor lifestyle. Another one would be Italy. I don't know. I just feel like I covered a lot of ground in Italy. Mm-hmm. I definitely went to a ton of cities there, and it was just amazing. I like the language. The food's great. Mm-hmm. There's tons of places. I mean, there's so much history there, too. And, yeah, I just loved Italy. Um, again, the lifestyle, too. Um, it had it kind of had everything, too, as far as landscapes. You know, it's not just... Like, you go to a tropical island, and it's great, but it's just a tropical island. Yeah. Like, this had cool coastal cities. It had cool inner cities. It has mountains. It's mm-hmm. got forests. Yeah. It's got beaches. You know, it's got everything. Mm-hmm. Australia is one, for sure. Definitely. It's definitely one of those that has got everything, too, as well as it has, like, the best beaches I've ever seen mm-hmm. to date. Yeah. It, I mean, it, nothing surpassed it. There's it's got some, the best sunsets. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't even just like, oh, this one beach that it had there was amazing. It's like all the beaches there are fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're clean. They're, the sand is crisp. The water feels nice. You know, they're not dirty and full of trash. And mm-hmm. all the animals are different and, you know, unique to that area. Uh, the people... I just, I love Australia. For sure. And, uh, yeah, as well as, you know, for part of me, it's got that bias thing, too, where I got a lot of family there. And my mom's from there. So that just adds that element of deeper, you know, appreciation and connection. Man, I I need, like, a runner-up, too, because Portugal's in there as well for Uh, a lot of similar things as, uh, you know, what we talked about on the podcast, Mm because I just love it there, too. But Vietnam... Mm. is definitely in that list too yeah um i think too coming from cambodia where it was just heavy Heavy. and with their history and it just felt it just felt heavy Mm -hmm. and then getting to vietnam and like the people were friendly they went out of their way to talk to you just Mm -hmm. to talk to you there wasn't like a a hindering scam behind a curtain that was you know their purpose below the surface sort of Mm -hmm. thing like, they just wanted to practice English. Yeah. The food's great. Again, like, we went from the south to the north mm-hmm. and covered a lot of ground, and it was just beautiful. And the ease of travel, the openness to backpackers, and, yeah, that was uh, totally. definitely on that list. So Awesome. Was yeah. that five? Yeah, that was actually five plus one. All right. <laughs> 
<laughs> so six. And like a complimentary add one. Because okay. it was funny, too, because those were the five minus Portugal, but Portugal definitely needs to be on there as it well. It does, yeah. You know, especially more so in hindsight and reflection that mm -hmm. I just love Portugal, man. Yeah. And it's not even like the food. Mm -mm. It's just the country and yeah. the people and... Mm. Because I'm not that the food's terrible, but there was nothing particular that I was like, oh Seafood. man, Portugal's food yeah. is out of this world. Mm -hmm. But yeah. But we also don't have fucking thousands of dollars to blow on really good food. Right. Because I'm sure if you did, you could probably find some amazing food there. Yeah, we definitely um, budget eight. <laughs> yeah. But it's not that expensive either, but yeah. yeah. That's true. So I know you're big into photography. 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 What is this new What is this new photography you're talking about? You take your photography rear. <laughs> I don't even know where I'm going. Um, what country would you consider to be the most photogenic? Oh. Or uh, where did you enjoy taking photos the most? Good God. Okay. I have a couple, actually, because I can't narrow. Makes sense, yeah. I cannot narrow that down to one. They all have different things to offer. Yeah. So, um, Ireland, it's just so photogenic. It's picturesque. And I would even say this to Northern Ireland as well. It is a very photogenic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very gorgeous. I mean, that's where they film Game of Thrones. So if that gives you any sense of the landscape and right. how uh, insanely beautiful Northern Ireland is, it's, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Go up there if you can. Vietnam was... Uh, just, it is so vibrant, as in not just if you're walking down the streets of, like, Hanoi, or if you're tucked away in a little rural village, like, riding your bike. It's, there are just so many gorgeous pockets anywhere. Anywhere you go, yeah, I mean, you can just take photos. Or rural, yeah, I mean, it doesn't whether matter. Whether you're in a city or out in the country, it's, it's so alive. It sounds good. Yeah. It's just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would say um, Australia, big time. Just like what you were talking about before, the beaches are pristine. You can walk out onto one and feel like you're the only person in the country. <clears throat> One of the few places where you walk on the sand and it's so soft it squeaks. It's squeaky sand. It's so it's how weird. Fine it is. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then you can get into the mountains and they're like literally, I, they're called the Blue Mountains for a reason because they look blue. I think it's from all a like the eucalyptus. Yeah, it's uh, like the color they give off, or yeah. it's aura. <laughs> I don't know, it's crazy. It's like the mist from the trees. It is, or, you know, yeah, it's, like it's gorgeous. Oh, man. You can see if it's that condensed full of trees. Yeah, and then you get into the middle of the country and you're like, holy shit, I'm looking up at the clouds and they look red because they're reflecting on the ground is so red, it how red the, the sand is. It's yeah. insane. It's so cool. So, yeah, Australia, big time. And then also um, South Africa. Holy shit, man. I did not expect that to place, that place to be as pretty as it was. Yeah. But, again, it's like the landscapes. You can drive, you know, an hour or so from Cape Town and be in this exquisite, like, wine country, country. and see these phenomenal, like, huge mountains and... And then, like, get to Just the coast. and valley in between. Yeah, it's, it's, they're, like, the, I guess what I really like in a place is the, just, 
diversity of landscapes. Yeah. I think that's what I really like and look for in a place where I travel. Yeah, and it just has everything to offer. Oh, man. Because, I mean... just It just covers all the bases. Yeah. Because, like, culturally, I could say I really enjoy places like, say, Germany, like per, uh, Berlin. <laughs> Hi, Berlin. <laughs> no, um, Berlin in general, like, mm. that is a really cool culturally, like, significant place that has a great, or not great history, but, like, a really interesting history. Right, it's fascinating. And, and, but, like, you it's... look around, and it is the flattest, most, like, desolate-feeling place I've ever been. Because mm-hmm. there's nothing around. But man, is it alive within. But it, yeah, within. It yeah. is definitely alive. But I think the connection with nature that I have, and when I travel to certain places, I need that diversity in landscapes for me to feel like a place is totally photogenic. photogenic. Yeah. It's got to have nature that just pops. Yeah. So those are my top four, I think. Nice. Yeah. Oh, God, I have to lump in Scotland. And... In Spain. I didn't say Spain either. Fuck. Those two. Yeah. Big time. Runner-ups. Yeah. And Portugal. God damn. Yeah, there's so many. <laughs> I can't help it. There's just too many. Italy. Oh, fuck. No, there are... I mean, I'm a photo freak, too. And so wherever I go, I'm just like, photo, photo, photo. Yeah. Snap, snap, snap. It's just different styles and which one's better than the others. So, like, yeah. they're all great for their own specific reasons. Yeah. But I mean, if... As far as being the most photogenic, just like yeah. naturally without mm-hmm. like having to look for it. You just, if you could just like walk down the street and be like, or, you know, leave the hut or whatever mm-hmm. you're staying in, it's like, I could just spend all day here taking photos. I think if there's one place in particular, like one city though, the most photogenic city, what are you going to say? I'm, I'm wondering if you're going to say the same thing. Penang. Penang? Georgetown. Oh, okay. I was going to say Edinburgh, but. Oh, yeah, I don't know that why good. that just popped into my. I think because you just said Scotland. Oh, I gotcha. Like, yeah, no. Man, I'd say because um, it seems it's one of those places where the city feels like it hasn't really changed. Yeah. I mean, the shops and stuff obviously are a bit more. Up I guess to it's date, just the layout of the city is the like, layout wow, and the grimy old yeah. feel of it is like this place is. I love Edinburgh. It's good. Yeah. But yeah, I would say Georgetown, Penang, which is in Malaysia, is one of the most photogenic cities. And for a reason. Like that, I could just go on a whole episode about how photogenic that place is. Yeah, we probably will. But that's one of them. (laughs) Okay. So, anyways. Cool. That was a good question. So, this is for you not saying that you should or have any regrets about any of the trip but what are a couple things that you would do differently if you were given the chance to do it over or go back and and do differently i don't know if i'd do anything different i guess what i could ask and i don't know if i asked this before what was like the biggest lesson that you learned then the biggest lesson I learned, yeah, it was about myself and us, really. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. There's a bunch of big lessons in different, totally different aspects. Well, I guess what like what would be the most like change? The one that changed you the most? I think it was just it was just a big eye opener in many different ways. Mm-hmm. I think it just really opened my eyes and took myself out of myself 
Yeah. If that makes sense, you know, like uh, yeah, you're your like... own biggest critic, and sometimes mm-hmm. you're so wrapped up in your own fucking head that you stand in your own way mm. and disable yourself to grow and learn. Yeah. To where if you just put all the bullshit aside, because eventually it's got to give, and you just like yeah. going for it, and you're really like forced to see and reckon with yourself. Totally. For what you really are, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you're pushing yourself to different limits that you can't have mm-hmm. when you're at home mm-hmm. or some are comfortable. So I think a, one of the biggest lessons, me personally, as well as like in this relationship. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, there's obviously the lessons that, you know, you learn about the world and how it's like, all right, so it's different too. Like if you just do like a trip and go back home yeah, versus you're going to a different country and staying long enough to kind of get the idea of the lifestyle of just certain countries. And then you go and do that to somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So you're learning all these things back to back to back, uh, you know, without, you know, going home and decompressing and Mm -hmm. getting back into that routine. It's like you're, you're witnessing all these different lifestyles one after the other in Mm -hmm. a row for this long Mm -hmm. to where you almost forget what life is back home because it's so long ago. Yeah. And I remember that once we did come home, that that was the biggest culture shock of the whole trip. Just the light. It's like I knew what it was and I remember what it was, but it felt foreign at that point because it had been so long and I'd been part of and witnessed this other lifestyle for so long as well as other just a lifestyle of backpacking yeah and then just being a part of every country's lifestyle because we got to the point of like shopping with the locals Mm -hmm. and uh you know living on a hostels or living with airbnbs and with Mm -hmm. the locals yeah totally and i hear some of you saying oh a year and a half well that's not that long But what I'm going to reinforce in your brain is think about a trip that you took for, you know, maybe say a week or a couple weeks. And because you pack so much into that amount of time, it almost makes it feel longer. Yeah, it's like it's life changing. It is. Well, I mean, it's and it's just so go, 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 go. And so you're you're constantly doing stuff and you could say, oh, that was only like a couple days. That felt like a month ago. That's how and this trip felt. That's how this trip felt. It literally felt like years of our lives. Like, And yeah. it was a year and a half. That's a pretty long time. I would say like we, we need to, to uh, you know, how they have dog years. <laughs> you yeah. Know, like, oh, one year is it's equal to amplified. seven. This needs to be, they need to have like travel years or backpacking years. Yeah, where it's like, it's not normal time. It's not normal time. Especially if, you know, you're, oh man, just yeah. going to different time zones all the time. Totally. And switching and, oh, mm-hmm. you just went back in time, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Crossing from Australia to Africa. Just yeah. Like you're just leaping yeah. into different time zones you are a time traveler and then too like if you've done a road trip where it's been like a week two weeks and you're like oh, i just can't wait to get home and mm-hmm. shower and sleep in my own bed right like we had that shit too but like on a we whole didn't have different the level i was like no <laughs> we, you keep going yeah. and you're still going to be sleeping yeah. not the best mm-hmm. and showering and flip-flops every day mm-hmm. where that feels comfortable yeah or just normal not comfortable but no. just the norm we kind of got used to it, though. Totally. It was, yeah. yeah and and like, it's just yeah. all those different factors piled on top of each other mm-hmm. was the biggest lessons. Yeah. Was just learning about 
it's almost like you see how the world operates in mm-hmm. different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, how just typical American society and culture is just fucking fast-paced. Mm-hmm. And any free time is just you feel with more work. Mm-hmm. Where, like, generally speaking, European culture is very, like, enjoy your fucking life. Take a fucking mm-hmm. break. Yeah. You're not living unless, you know, you fucking step back and smell the roses sort of thing. Right, totally. Um, as well as a lot of the world, too. It's like mm-hmm. American culture is so... Uh, it just... Specifically North America. Yeah, Not right. Canada, but yeah, the I've United States. Yeah, I've Canada, but no. I've heard yeah. good things. I'd like to go. <laughs> but, we're, yeah, just the U.S. We're from the U.S., if you haven't figured that out already. But, yeah, that'd be the biggest lessons with just, like, myself... Whether it be individually or um, us as a couple, those yeah. were the yeah definite biggest lessons. Mm-hmm. Sounds like all around you changed. Yeah, for sure. It was. Yeah. I mean, how can you not? No. Okay. Um, so since so much about travel is revolved around food, mm-hmm. because you gotta eat, you gotta do it all the time, every day. What would you say your ultimate three course meal would be? Such as, like, one, an appetizer, a main dish, and a dessert. So this is going to be, like, all over the board, but... And I'm hungry as it is I now. am, too. Where okay. this is just going to... I know, this is going to fuel it. I already feel the saliva filling up in my mouth. Okay, so the first course will be a tapas from Spain. What are and they? And the one in particular that I'm thinking of, just because I'm a pickle freak, is... The speared pickles with the fresh tuna and an olive and an onion and maybe like a pepper on there served on a little thing of bread. And that, like, I would get like that. Like a crostini little yeah. sliver. That was like my favorite on the Caminos, just to like Fuck. pop that thing in my mouth, have a nice cold beer, uh, sangria. There's well, so much flavor in the tapas. Oh my there. God. It's like this little. And it's simplistic. De- like yeah. delicate, delicacy yeah. sort of treat. Oh my God, it's so good. So there's that. And then for my main course, I would have a Sunday roast. (laughs) In England. Did not expect that. No, that's totally my main course. All right. Uh, You know, cover what that entails. Totally. Well, I guess, okay, so maybe, can there be like a second appetizer? Okay. Um, Yeah, what's, what's, fuck it, what's what's a runner-up? Okay, so the first would be that tapas, and then the second would be a kapow from Thailand, which is a, it's a main dish, but it's, you know, definitely smaller than a Sunday roast, so that's why I'm putting it first. But it's a piece of, or a piece of rice. It's, it's one, pizza. It's one grain of rice. <laughs> no, it's a little, like, um, small mound of rice with a minced kind of, uh, definitely marinated and flavored and spiced uh, minced kind of meat with it's either I think it's like chicken. I think it's chicken mostly, but you can get it other. You can get pork or beef. Yeah. Um, and it's spicy because it's got those red chilies in it, and then they fry an egg and put that on top, and you cover it in fish oil. <laughs> it's so fucking tasty. Yeah. All of it together. So that would be my runner up, and then the Sunday roast, which, which is, is basically a mash of some sort. It could be like sweet potato or just potato. Um, roasted vegetables, Yorkshire pudding. Which isn't what you would think pudding is. No, it's like 
Oh, if you've had a, it's like a pastry. No, it's like a pastry kind of, but um, more like a a, fluffy. It's like a scone, kind of like a scone, but not what Europe thinks scones are. It's what U.S. thinks scones are. (laughs) It's so confusing. Like in the shape of like a yarmulke. Yeah, it's like a little bowlish pastry yeah, thing. Yeah. But anyway, so that and then a, a meat of some sort, which I picked like lamb. Yeah. yeah, like a roast. A roasted meat with, uh, so I got lamb and mint jelly. And you combine it all together. And a gravy. And you combine it all together on one plate. And it's probably one of the most amazing things I've eaten. Nice. So what's for dessert? Um, for dessert is a lemon gelato from oh, Terra. Yeah. Because they're known for their lemon. Yeah. And gelato. Lemoncellos. Yeah. Oh, lemoncellos. I thought it was going to be like so mango good. sticky rice. That's good. That's up there but too, I don't know. I think if I it's, want It's a something, hit and miss thing, but I've definitely had somewhere I'm like this one. Right. Here. Yeah. But if I want a true lemon gelato, that it has to be from the source. Especially right now then. that it's like springtime and it just yeah. sounds good anyway. Uh, yeah. Nothing's compared. Nice. That's my main. That was a good. Yeah. Yes. Let's go get food. We only have a question left. (laughs) Um, So what was your most memorable or aha or life-changing moment on the travel, on the travels? Like an aha, like a just a wow. It's a, just kind a wow of, moment. One of those that like shakes you at your it core. Shakes you at your core. And you're just like, holy shit. Honestly, it was, I mean, the Camino in general mm-hmm. had them mm-hmm. because there's no distractions. You're just like, you're inside. It's like mm-hmm. an inner Camino. Yeah. An inner journey. Yeah. I want to say a big one was when I did that night hike mm. and I was having those like, or just like a rush of almost like that outer body experience where mm-hmm. I was just like really aware yeah. of what I was doing, cool. who I, you know, who I am and why I am who I am. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's like I had all the puzzle pieces, mm-hmm. but I simultaneously put them all together at once and yeah. it all just fucking made sense. Yeah. That's what it felt like. That's cool. It's like I want to say it there, like deeper to there, make more sense or to be more clear. You can say there are no words. Yeah, there really aren't. Yeah, those moments on the Camino, which is why it's uh, it was ranked so high. Mm-hmm. Something that happened on the trip that was one of the biggest things. Totally. Yeah. Awesome. All right, final question for you. Uh, so this is going to be a simple question, I think. Okay. What but do you it think? may be difficult to answer. <laughs> oh, okay. Shit. Um, or to put into words. I'm ready. Um, Hit me. But why travel? Or why is traveling important to you? Mm. Why mm. do it? For me, it's important to me because it's constantly expanding my mind in a way that forces me to look at the outside world, but then also forces me to look at myself and who I am as a person and grow in a way that I don't feel like I can get when I'm in one place being stationary, doing the same thing day in, day out. It's like you're disabled to grow in that routine. I mean, you, it's hard, you, you know? can, it's but I think it's a sure. lot harder to do. 
So I think for me personally, I choose to travel because it really does kind of kicks it into gear, a higher gear that you're like, oh, shit, I have to do this. You know, I have to look at this part of myself that I was not able to look at before Mm -hmm. because I wasn't put into this situation. And then to connect with other people on a level that you can't connect with them when you're not going and experiencing their culture is huge for me because it teaches you compassion and empathy and forces you to look at that there are so many different people everywhere in the world just doing the exact same thing that everyone else is doing. But we have these veils like cast upon us that our society chooses for us to see or not to see or are just capable of experiencing that we close ourselves off from the rest of the world. We think of it as being so separate. We think of them as being so different and we're scared. Like a lot of people are scared to go out there, scared to venture out there because it's, it is kind of meant to, it's made out to be a scary thing. Mm -hmm. The world is made out to be a scary place, right? but it's not. Mm -hmm. And so I think that for me, getting out there and seeing it really allowed me to see that it's not a scary place and that it is most people are just doing the same shit that we're doing yeah (laughs) they just want to provide for themselves their family be happy live a good life right and so i think that if everybody could get out there and see it oh i got a message (laughs) if everybody could oh i got another one if everybody could get out there and see it for themselves then i feel like it would make the world a better place really or it would force people to, I think, choose a different lens to look at life with. Yeah. Well, cool. Oh, shit. Um, okay. So, that was my last question, or your last question. I have one little follow-up question, if you're cool with answering it. Well, this is your number ten, right? Oh, yeah, sorry. (laughs) My number ten. Um, what upcoming plans are you the most excited about? Upcoming plans, which at the time when we wrote these questions was way off in the distance mm-hmm. or in the future and now. It's coming up about two, three months away. Yeah, we're like three months out. Mm-hmm. Not even. Where this could be a big spoiler alert for certain people listening. Why? <laughs> no, I'm, I don't. Did we, did we tell anybody that we got our one-way tickets? Um, I've told a couple people at work, but I have not told my superiors, and I'd like to keep it so for a little bit still. Oh, okay. So I'll just cut that. Anyway, um... <laughs> what are some future plans that you feel like you're really... No, I don't care. Oh, okay. I mean, whatever. Oh, all right. Um, cool. Well, then it's out of the bag. Is, yeah, we've just recently purchased one-way tickets back to Europe. Boop, boop. I'm excited. So, (laughs) what we plan on doing is we will be flying into Barcelona um, just because that was a cheap hub and conveniently close to what we want to do right out the gate or right at first, which is walk the north route of the Camino de Santiago, which is on the northern coast of Spain, on the border of France, all along the coast. Yeah, going through the Basque Country. Yeah. 
After that, we are going to rewalk the Portuguese route, but from Porto to Santiago. Mm -hmm. um, this will all involve family and or friends, mm -hmm. which is just another, you know, it's a word I'm looking for. I don't know. We've been talking for so long. My brain's becoming mush. And then after that, I think we plan on house-sitting... Or no, wait, we want to travel for a bit first. Mm -hmm. Where we don't know what we plan on doing exactly, because we're just going to have accomplished two life-changing walks. I want to go to Morocco. We are thinking possibly Morocco. Or India. Or Turkey. Or Eastern Europe. Or Eastern Europe. Or, or Southeast Shut up, it's <laughs> I'm just saying, literally, we're leaving it so open and just to, like, fate. We have general ideas yeah. of what we want to do, but really, if something else presents itself that tops the list of what else we have in mind currently, then mm -hmm. we'll do that. But we want to do a bit of traveling after having done two walks, you know, as of now. Mm-hmm. And then uh, do some house-sitting for a while and kind of try that lifestyle out. Yeah. And see where that takes us. So we'll be traveling for an indefinite time again? At least six months, but hopefully a year or more or forever. <laughs> well, I mean, At least say, six months. Say something that would be reassuring for the family. Well, we'd come back. Of course we would. But we just don't know how long we'll be gone for. No. Okay. But at least six months yeah. is the plan. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> that was our questionnaire episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Wait, I have one more question. Oh, or you did, have another one? Didn't you have your question? No, that was ten. ten. Oh, okay. Uh, I have one more for you. You just asked the last one. You don't get a bonus. When did you realize you're such a goose? Everybody was wondering it. I, actually, somebody wrote that one in. They were like, oh my god. Was when? it you? That's a good question. Right? I've been dying to find that out. I think just the level and like the aura and energy of you is just permeated through me throughout the years. Because oh. yours is so strong mm. that it's um, just slowly been acquiring and developing. I have to say, as soon as we got together. <laughs> I do not accept that answer. <laughs> All right. Well, that was our question episode, you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. We promise. Um, I don't promise because that's don't just there's anything. pressure in that. Yeah. But we plan on getting back to Ireland uh, next week. Definitely. That, so. that is uh, one of our favorite places, so we love talking about it. We just yeah. wanted you to know a little more about us. As well as take somewhat of a break. and mm -hmm. uh, For our uh, mental status. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. We yeah. will see you next week. All right. We'll talk to you later. Over and out. Bye-bye. Beans out. Rock out with your beans out. I've been out for a while. This shriveled beans been out in the sun. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if you liked what you heard, subscribe to our podcast. If you feel inclined, leave us a comment or review, tell someone you know who might enjoy to have a listen, and feel free to share on your choice of social media. 
If you want to know more about us or see any photos of our travels, you can check out our website at trailofbeans.com. We also have a Facebook page where you can follow us on our upcoming adventures and get updates along the way, which can be found by searching at symbol The Bean Trail. We'll be back next week. Same beans. Same pod. Cast. <laughs>